Hi, I'm David, a school founder and CEO, a mindfulness teacher and leadership coach. This is a podcast for paradigm shifters just like you, ready to reignite the flames of passion that drew you into education in the first place. If you're ready to live in flow, lead with love, and be the fullest version of the change maker you've always dreamed of, then join me as I break down the mindfulness, leadership, and life teachings that have completely changed my life while also speaking with guests whose wisdom have inspired new ideas and transformation across the globe. Join me on the journey of becoming a mindful education warrior. Hey everyone, great to be with you as always. Let's start out today with a short little guided meditation and Before we start, I wanted to really impart that I hope that when I do these little short meditations at the beginning of each solo episode, that it's starting to help you build the muscle. And, you know, if you're kind of like, oh, I wish I was meditating more, or like, I only meditated once, or I want to try it, or wherever you are on the journey, because this podcast is for you wherever you are. I hope that at least that you're tasting or feeling what it's like to get into that peaceful, calm place. That's, that's really what I'm hoping for. And if you're not, that's fine. But that's one of the reasons I'm starting each solo episode with this little short meditation so that you can really start to connect with the most expansive, open-hearted, transformative version of yourself, even just for this couple of minutes. And then you can start to feel what that feels like and start to bring that into your life as much as possible. All right. So Just take some nice, normal breaths like you would. And you can kind of choose today if you want to take some nice long inhales and exhales. You can count, you know, just make sure the exhale is longer than the inhale. You can choose to maybe pick just like a certain place to focus your breath. So you could choose to focus on your, like on your lip, on your upper lip or on your nostril. These are just things I've learned from different meditation teachers just to help you uh, quite frankly, to distract the mind and, and to calm, to give the mind a job. You know, if you're feeling kind of fidgety or distracted, we can just say, to that part of us that feels really nervous that all your concerns are not going anywhere and let's just put them aside. You can envision your concerns on post-it notes. You can put them in a little nice box, move the box visually just into another room or on the other side of your desk or something so that you're not having to think about those things right now. Take a moment to thank yourself, to be grateful, to be in gratitude for you, for you taking this time to listen to part of the episode or to do this short meditation, but you're taking some time to focus on you, 
And you can let anything else that comes in that maybe you're grateful for, just let it all pour in. Simplest things you can be simple, you can be grateful for. The beauty of morning sun or just anything. Just sit in that feeling of gratitude. Take a nice long breath to kind of finish up here. And then we'll come back together. As always, like keep your eyes closed the whole entire time. I will regularly listen to my favorite wisdom teachers. Like they'll do a short meditation and then I'll just keep my eyes closed the whole time. There's something really cool when your eyes are closed because it, to listen to a talk or whatever, because it gets you to be out of your head and you can just hear from a different way. You can sort of take in the information a little bit differently because it's, it's coming through the lens of the soul and your heart. So that's always an option. And again, I'm always driving when I listen to podcasts. So (laughs) I don't ever, I wouldn't even be able to do my own meditations in a podcast with my eyes closed. I would have to actually just listen, but I hope that as you're, if you are driving, you can just kind of take a moment to, to move the energy and just kind of calm down. So today I want to talk about trust. And, you know, there's been so many great books as, as a student of leadership for the last, I don't know, almost 20 years. I've read all the books, not all of them, but like, honestly, there's a field and I've, you know, when you get into a field, you start to get like, you start to see all the same authors. And I've I've read a majority of the most popular leadership experts and the authors that have written all the different books. And, you know, we hear about trust, like how to build trust in your team and how to build trust in your organization, which is phenomenal. And to me, it is super critical in any role you're in building trust with your students, building trust with your team, building trust with your kids, whatever role you are as a leader, because I believe everyone's a leader. And But today I want to really focus on the trust within yourself because all the books I've read on leadership talk about trust with others and not that there aren't ones out there that talk about this, but I want to spend more time focusing on trust within yourself because like I said in the last episode, being self-aware and leading oneself is critical to living your life in flow and in peace and leading with love and creating lasting impact. So we have been completely and utterly conditioned and taught to not trust ourselves. We've been taught that we should trust everything on the outside of us. Everything. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I mean, we are taught to be good consumers and not all of us, but many people are taught to be, you know, critical consumers to, you went to college, like how to critique and how to have your own opinion and to create an analysis of what you're reading or, you know, whatever you study, right? We're taught that, but we're not taught to trust that deep knowing within ourselves. So, we're 
and we teach this to our children. We, we are taught, and then we learn this as kids. We're taught to look for validation on the outside. So does the coach think I'm one of the best players? Does the teacher think I'm smart? Does my boss think that I did a good job? We are not very good at trusting our own self and our own heart. So one of my mentors said to me when I said, you know, how do I know if a coaching session went well? Like, you know, the work I do, I do leadership coaching, which is much more tactical and strategic. Of course, we bring in all the different things, but, but when I'm doing my life coaching and I'm doing mindfulness teaching, we're talking about wellness and mindset and creating, you know, becoming the best version of yourself and performing well and creating lasting impact. It's like, how do you really evaluate that, right? And so I was asking one of my mentors and she said, for all of her years in doing this type of work, that she, at the end of each coaching session, she closes her eyes, she puts her hand on her heart and she asks, do I feel like I did the best that I could do and that I offered the highest value and the highest version of me for this time that I had with this individual? And if she gets some version of a yes, then she's like, okay. And if she gets yes, and you could have done this, you could, you know, like there's some improvements, that's great. But she never asks, you know, do I think the client was happy? Because when you're doing life coaching, sometimes you piss people off, right? Like people don't always want to hear the truth. So the point I'm making here is that we need to learn how to trust ourselves and say, like, did I do my best? Does this feel like this was valuable? You know, am I the best student in the class? I don't know, right? Like, I don't need the teacher to tell me what my gifts are, right? It's helpful. Like, I wouldn't think it's not helpful. I wouldn't be doing this work of trying to inspire and lead and teach and guide people if I thought that, you know, everyone could just figure it out on their own. I mean, it's helpful. It's super helpful to have somebody say to you, but what's beautiful is when they're validating what you already know. So like, if you know, if you fully understand your gifts and then somebody sees that within you, they mirror it back to you and they say, oh my gosh, like, David, you're so great at holding space and having conversations. I get that all the time. And so I don't, I don't then say, oh, I feel so happy that that person said that. I say, oh my God, that's, that feels really good because that's my essence. That's, that's who I am. That's what I know is my gift, right? And so if we could learn to trust our gifts, to trust our essence and to trust ourselves, the world would be a completely different place. To trust the knowing within us. And I was working with a team just recently of young leaders. And what I saw very clearly was that um, they were struggling with confidence and they were struggling with trusting themselves. So I asked them, I said, have you wanted to say something in a meeting or in a one-to-one or in a group and you didn't say it? And I asked them why. So first of all, they all said yes all the time. And then second of all, they said, well, because we were worried about our job, you know, we didn't want to make someone unhappy. We didn't want to say the wrong thing. We didn't want to say it in the wrong way. And I remember when I first started coaching leaders, um, it's 2000. Okay. 15 years ago, 
14, 13, 14, 15 years ago. And I would get a feeling intuitively because that's one of my other gifts is like, if I sit with you, I can sort of like feel what's going on, right? Like I can feel like what your block is. I can feel what your maybe not seeing clearly. I can feel what truth wants to emerge from you. I can feel your gift. Like I just see all of you. I just, and I see you like so clearly and I see all of the greatness within you. Cause I believe that a coach's job is to see the greatness within you that you can't see within yourself. So when I've coached basketball, when I've done life coaching, leadership, whatever coaching or teaching I'm doing, I just have a knack for seeing the greatness within you. And so when I'm in a meeting or when I was first starting to coach, do leadership coaching in an organization where, you know, there was a lot more going on than just like a one hour coaching session, I would really struggle with saying what I was actually knowing to be true. Now it's a skill, right? In this respect, because you can't just turn around. You could, but it's not as effective to be like, you're scared of being wrong. That's what's going on here. You're scared of being wrong and you're a perfectionist. <laughs> so what I started working on, it was just noticing that the truth that I had a feeling of something and then doing something about it. So I just started working in those coaching sessions. Okay. I noticed that I feel that this person is wanting to be perfect and scared of being wrong. So instead of saying that in a way that would offend them, I would say, I would ask a question. And I would just hold space for that. I'd, I'd bring curiosity to, to that feeling that I had. Because it's never wrong. That's the thing. It's never wrong. But sometimes the way you're interpreting it from your own heart to your mind, like as the person who's feeling it, could be a little bit different or not off, but like you could be saying it in a way that's not resonating, right? So what I've practiced for years now is asking questions to see if it could be validated. So you start to trust yourself more because you start to notice how you're feeling and you start to trust that feeling like, oh, if something feels off here or, or I feel like this person needs to hear this. And you start to just practice how to say it or ask a question or how to say something that might lead them towards that or make a recommendation towards a book or something. And 100% of the time, they have come back to me to say, you you were you were right or like your question really helped me because i trust myself i trust my soul's wisdom and this takes a lot of practice because it's going against the current of what we're taught right it's so hard for us to trust ourselves it's so incredibly hard and it takes a lot of practice. It can take a lot of practice, but once you start to practice it just a little bit, it's so cool. <laughs> like you start to express your voice. You start to feel like you are saying things that want to come through you. And, you know, you start co-creating with the universe and you start sharing different things that people need to hear different things that you need to hear. Just to be clear, I'm using an example of when I was coaching others but I also got honest with myself. That's actually the most critical part of all of this because I don't want you to hear like, oh, if you really, you know, listen to your heart and listen to the whispers of your soul and start to build, slow down your life and start to listen and be in the stillness. And then you can tell people what's wrong with them. 
I just wanted to use that as an example of how it's helped me. But what I really want you to hear is the truth that is within you, it will set you free. <laughs> That's for damn sure. And it wants you to see it. So trusting yourself is a way to start to let that part of you that wants to share the truth, the wisdom of your soul, let it know that you are serious and you've got to be honest with yourself. We're also not taught that. Be honest with yourself. What is it that you're really feeling? What is it that you're kind of just that you want to discern or what do you want to change about yourself? How do you want to be better? And listen to that voice. And then the courage will come just a little bit at a time. I, for at one point, I did this really fun thing with my friend where we did 30 days of what we called no gap living. This is my friend Stacy that I did the inner song with. And for 30 days, we had some sort of intuition or a feeling. We would just follow through on it. That was like the best 30 days of my life. But I also freaked out because it was too much for me to handle to just start trusting everything in my heart. So it takes time. It's a process. And, you know, but if you can get yourself to a place of stillness, you start to get more and more clarity and you start to be able to trust that part of you that maybe you're ignoring. So, like I said, every single leader that I asked in this team training I was doing said like, yes, they've had this experience many times. And we've all heard the like, you know, follow your gut, the leader gut, your instincts. and So I'm really encouraging you to A, listen to that part of you and then B, trust it, trust it. And then once you start to practice it, it's not wrong. Like I said, it might be like a little bit different than what your mind thought or what the, you know, you kind of have this feeling in your heart and then it plays out a little bit differently, but like, it's always right. So trust it, trust it. And and it's, I don't know how to say this without, um, you know, say this as clearly as possible, but not only will it change your life, but you deserve it. You deserve to trust yourself. And I spent so much of my life not trusting myself and not believing in myself and not thinking I was worthy. And it was when I made that choice, when I literally switched and came back to, I'm going to trust this part of me now. I'm going to trust something that's not written in a book or that I read in a book or that's factual knowledge or that some expert has said is true or that my boss or some authority figure has validated this. I'm going to trust my own knowing within my heart and I'm going to lead from there. And I'm going to lead with love because now I can say it. And if people don't want to hear it, that's fine. I don't have an expectation, but I'm being honest and truthful with myself. And you start to follow the breadcrumbs. And then all of a sudden more truth comes a little more, this starts changing, that starts changing. And like I said, for me, several years later, it's like, is this the life that I have now? Like what, how did this happen? This is amazing. But it really started with listening to my heart and trusting myself and being honest with myself. And don't try and do it all at once. And as I went through that process of being honest with myself, slowly but surely, 
the healing started to happen slowly but surely. And I started to open up pieces of me and parts of me and things that I just had completely forgotten about or shut down or tried to suppress. Everything just starts opening up. So trust yourself. Please, please trust yourself. All right, everyone. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to the Mindful Education Warrior podcast. I want you to know that every guest and listener is a value part of this co-creation. We're so honored that you listened and we hope that this helped you in some small or big way today. This is a community and a movement and without you, it wouldn't be possible. If you want to learn more about me, you can go to davidkrichards.com where you will find special offers for podcast listening. And as always, if you're moved by an episode, please rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. Finally, our greatest compliment is when you share an episode with someone who you believe will benefit from the message. I'm sending you so much love today and the courage to really be the mindful warrior within you. Thank you.